Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Eastern Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Welcome to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship. Listen to interviews with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys. And now, welcome your host, Marty McDermott, and Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 11 years now, we've been asking the franchipreneurs of all one I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and we have a great show today. We're meeting with Shane Dunn, the chief development officer of Pedal Pups. And Pedal Pup is a Minneapolis-based business spearheading the bike tavern experience. Following initial success with over 40 licensed locations, the brand just announced its formal franchise opportunity as it seeks to grow to 1,200 bikes by 2023. We're going to talk to Shane about that in just a moment on Franchise Interviews. So stick around because we have a great show. Are you looking for a unique and lucrative franchise opportunity? If so, take a look at Stone Coat. With a patented process which creates a true stone finish on almost any wall or ceiling, Stone Coat is a true game-changing product in the multi-billion dollar construction industry. Stone Coat is applied faster, cleaner, and cheaper than conventional quarried stone, which saves both time and money. With advantages in remodel and new construction of both residential and commercial projects, Stone Coat is a true crossover product. The Stone Coat Franchise Opportunity provides a low startup cost, low operating expenses, comprehensive training, ongoing support, and no royalty payments. For more information on the Stone Coat Franchise Opportunity, go to www.stonecoatfranchise.com. That's www.stonecoatfranchise.com or call us at 972-380-2700. That's 972-380-2700 assistant for franchise interviews llc and you're listening to franchise interviews franchise interviews from eastern pennsylvania to sydney australia you're listening to franchise interviews franchise interviews Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 11 years now, we've been asking the franchipreneurs of one one I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and as we were saying earlier, we have a great show today. We're meeting with Shane Dunn, the chief development officer of Pedal Pups. And Pedal Pup is a Minneapolis-based business spearheading the bike tavern experience. Following initial success with over 40 licensed locations, the brand just announced its formal franchise opportunity, and it seeks to grow to 1,200 bikes by 2023. Hi, Shane. How are you? Welcome to the show. Hey, good morning, Marty. Thank you so much for having me. appreciate it. Uh, this is my pleasure, Shane. I was, I was blown away when I, I learned about your opportunity. I said, wow, I said, this is something really different. You know, we've been doing the show almost 12 years now. So I said, this is much different from a pizza concept or, you know, uh, carpet cleaning. So I was really excited to have you on the show today. We always like to ask our guests, where are you calling from this morning, Shane? I, so we're located in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and that's, that's uh, our home office and also where I've been uh, born and raised. Oh, fantastic. That's great. You know, I'm, I'm sure you get the question all the time, don't you, Shane, is, is what is Pedal Pub? How do you typically describe it to someone? 
Absolutely. And for those that don't know what it is, you know, typically the, the visual of the bike itself is where people always have that aha moment. Like, oh, yes. I've seen that before. Okay, oh, yeah, yes. I know what that is now. And it's like kind of that visual. Uh, but essentially, it's a, you know, a 16-passenger bike. You've got kind of like a, a bar down the center, a driver in the middle, and it's, uh, you know, a, a, essentially a, a moving tavern, if you will. And you put yeah. people, and people are pedaling their bikes and enjoying some kind of a libation, and you're uh, pedaling down the street moving a two-ton vehicle. It's fun, too. You know, I was watching the videos, um, you know, on YouTube, Shane, you know, and you can see everyone having a fantastic time. You know, it's, it's, it's really, it's, it's, it's a wonderful experience. Maybe you could walk us through, like, the, the pedal pub experience. You know, how does the whole thing work? Perfect. And, and that's exactly what, you know, when we, when we think of pedal pub, people you know, always ask, you know, how do you, how do you define it? Kind of what is it? Yeah. And I think at the heart of it, you know, it, it really fits well in the experiential tourism space. And yes. this is something that, you know, if you, if you look at what's happening with kind of the millennials right now, it really is experiences over things. And so I think the, you know, the positioning of Pedal Pub right now in this experiential tourism industry is just positioned so perfectly. Um, and if we think of the experience, you know, really our, our tagline is gather and go. So the whole idea, mm. the whole concept behind it is if you've got some kind of, and it could be a special event where it's a, you know, a birthday party, a celebration, bachelorette, right. and bachelor parties are, are, are pretty huge. Uh, but any kind of special event or just something you want to go hang out with your friends and do something different, this is a great opportunity to pull together up to, you know, 15 other people and you, you basically have this two-hour tour. And you pull all your friends together, you, you meet at a meeting spot. Uh, everyone gets on the bike and then literally for two hours, you know, you'll have a, a two hour route. Let's use, you know, downtown Minneapolis or any of the 50 plus cities that we're in. And right. essentially you, you'll have this route and this route will, you know, you could interweave in the downtown area or the uptown area, the dinky town area, just anything that's going to be scenic and iconic to that particular city, that particular market. And the pilots and the drivers, almost like a sightseeing tour agent, will be able to walk you through and talk about, you know, various aspects of that city. And then you'll stop usually, you know, th- maybe three or probably at the most four different stops at could be a brewery or a distillery or a wine bar right. or it could even be a donut, a donut shop. You, you know, you get off wow. the bike, you experience the food or have a drink, get back in the bike, you pedal a little further. Great way to experience the city and then also have, you know, a tour operator kind of show you, you know, the ins and outs of, of kind of what's in that area. It's great. You you don't have to worry so much about the location factor either, do you, Shane? I mean, we've interviewed, you know, 500 plus different types of franchises on our show. You know, and sometimes, you know, location is, is an obstacle for some franchises, you know, and you don't really have that problem, do you? So, you know, for, for us, you know, I'll say it's definitely different than, um, you know, so many different concepts that are out there, you know, you, you talk about, you know, restaurants and there's so much stuff that's yeah. in the food space and you think about the development, right? You think about trying to right. find a location, trying to get the right lease and then trying to build it all yeah. out. And the year and a half that you spend to do that, uh, you know, millions of dollars you pour into the build out. Ours is very, very different. You know, we can literally operate out of, you know, a garage that has, you know, a 10 foot uh, door. Right. For us, a lot of our, a lot of our strategic partners are breweries. You know, these, these large breweries have tons of extra space. They make yeah. great partners for us. You know, these brewery operators, they already have the space, they have the built-in customer, the infrastructure. So space for us, you know, the, the, the you know, and, and we're kind of defeating this limitation purpose now, uh, but it really becomes maneuvering the bike, you know, and when you think of like a, a hilly type of terrain, where if it's just people pedaling, getting up a large hill is, you know, difficult, if not in some cases impossible. We have solved that, and we've, we've actually created and developed over the last couple of years uh, an electrical assist. And the electrical assist uh, basically sits on the bike and kind of generates power as people are pedaling right. and can allow to, to get up hills and actually maneuver the bike with just one person. 
so you're right. We're we're not limited uh, by geography, and it's very very easy to move into you know so many different markets. Caught my attention, Shane. Was you know Pedal Pub recently switched from a license to the franchise model. So w- what does that mean for the brand today? Okay, great. That's a that's actually a great question. Um, so the founders of Pedal Pub um, brought this concept and pioneered this industry here in the United States. It had been uh, growing popularity in Amsterdam and the Netherlands. Yes. Um, and about 10 years ago, our founders went over there, saw the bike, uh, created a deal to be exclusive distributors throughout all of North America. And we brought the first bike actually to Minneapolis, Minnesota. And, you know, as we, as we expanded the founders, um, you know, really it was their, it was kind of like their passion, their hobby. They never really saw us as like, you know, this kind of larger expansion. And as people started to, you know, see the bike and inquire about the bike, you know, it, it was probably a little easier to license it out uh, mm-hmm. and to be able to get them a bike as opposed to, you know, go through the whole process of, of, of franchising at that time. Right. Uh, now, uh, about a year ago, um, our private equity firm, Proprietors Capital Holdings, which is here in Minneapolis, uh-huh. uh, purchased uh, the, the Pedal Pub company. And our whole intent was to uh, turn this thing into a, a franchise system for, for many reasons. When the original license deal happened, um, you know, the, the two things that went with it, obviously there was a, a royalty that came with it. There was right. uh, kind of an operating model. What didn't go with it in the licensing model was the brand. And so for us, yes. you know, we saw a huge opportunity because the, the missing component was leveraging that large scale and that one unified brand that could essentially, from a marketing, a PR, an advertising standpoint, really capture more of the mainstream as opposed to how it is now where it's very fragmented all throughout the country with, you know, so many different names and operators. We refer to, you know, the kind of the, the, the contraption, the vehicle, if you will, as a pedal pub. But, you know, we're essentially the, you know, kind of the Kleenex of the industry, if you will. And so we really saw the, you know, the value of that brand. And that's, that's probably one of the biggest reasons why we wanted to franchise. You know, we, we saw the, the right. vision for what that, what that brand could be if it, was, if it was more unified. That's terrific. What are um, Pedal Pub's development plans for the future, Shane? We were reading in, in the introduction that, I, you know, I know you're looking to like, I think like one of the goals is like, you know, 1,200 bikes by, by 2023, which is great. Is there like particular parts of the country that, that you know, um, you're looking for or, or any locations that you're opening in, in 2018? So we have been working, you know, really, really hard for the last year that we've been involved. Um, and the amount of reach that we have uh, through our private equity group is, is pretty incredible and in the kind of the networks that we have built in. So a lot of the people that, that we've been communicating with, you know, hundreds of people throughout the, again, the last year, uh, a, a lot of them are really have this, you know, tremendous kind of business savvy um, and, you know, the, the financial wherewithal to launch businesses and launch multi-unit operations. Um, and so that's, that was really a, a primary focus for us was to just kind of elevate. And that's the other thing the franchising model uh, did for us is it really elevated and opened the door to, you know, much savvier investors who are looking for um, opportunities that, you know, like back to the point earlier that are outside of food and kind of outside of the norm that's out there. And this really right. becomes that. And so as we begin looking at our map and kind of our development plans, uh, we're really focused in Canada right now, which we've launched mm-hmm. our first location, the first pedal pub location in London, Ontario. Wow. And from that, it's just spread from coast to coast in Canada. Uh, we have a lot of exciting things that are happening up there, which we'll be releasing those announcements here really, really soon. Uh, here in the States, um, it's, uh, again, it's, I mean, the amount of leads that are coming in and that we're uh, generating 
uh, it's, it's kind of incredible. And so for us right now, the, the challenge isn't really about, uh, hey, can we find leads and find potential operators for markets? I, I'm not kidding. It really is coming down to selecting the right operators for these markets because I've got so many people in so many great cities that are about to launch. Uh, I can give you a couple of examples. Boston, Atlanta are two mm-hmm. really, really large markets that are that, that, are, that will, will be on the radar here very, very soon and dozens of other ones. So for us, it's really about selecting, you know, the, the, the right partners, the right fit for what we're doing and how we want to grow. So that really becomes our, our biggest challenge, which I, I think is kind of a great challenge to have. It is, yeah. And what do you look for, Shane? Like, you know, in, you were mentioning, you know, the, the right operators. I mean, are there any, like, particular types of characteristics or traits that you look for, will be looking for in your new franchisees that come aboard? really comes down, obviously, to the individual. I think that becomes first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Um, we're working on a couple of, 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 of master deals that are outside of this country, and we were on a, a conference call earlier this morning uh, with one of them. And the thing that really came across on, on that call, and I think what I look for first and foremost, is the energy and the passion behind what we're doing mm. in the industry that we're serving. That yeah. is like first and foremost, because this is this can't just be a hey, an investment play. I want to put some money in and, and get a return. It's got, there's there's got to be some right. passion behind this, you know, experiential, you know, tourism um, industry, and I almost call it a movement because it really, really is. And if that can be kind of the focal point first, then we start going into, okay, is the financial savvy, then we start going into the capabilities of, of actually being able to deploy the operation. And then for us, wasn't just deploying it, is there the ability to open up and expand other markets? Because once you figure it out, we've got the support in the background to be able to help and maneuver to open up multiple markets. And that's, I think, those three components together, leading with the passion behind what we're doing, I think is, is what we're looking for in that ideal candidate. What does the, the training consist of, Shane? I mean, how does that work? I mean, do your new franchisees, I mean, do they come out then to a corporate? Is that how it works? And, you know, and what goes on in training? Uh, great, great question. So we have uh, launched what we call Pedal Clubs University. And mm-hmm. Pedal Club University, are, actually our first uh, session is being hosted um, in Nashville uh, this month. So July 24th oh, wow. through the 28th is, is our first week-long training session. And it's being hosted in Nashville. Um, a, a lot of people who recognize uh, the brand and this industry first see it and have heard of Nashville. Nashville, just right. by sheer volume of, of tours and, and its operational capabilities, is the largest party bike operation in the world. Um, fortunately wow. for us, they're, they're, they're a big part of our, of our company, part of, of, of what we do. Um, and so our training is down there. And it's like, you know, if you're going to be uh, trained in this industry to see the operation of Nashville, to see the maturity of, of where they've taken their brand, they, I mean, they've got a, a, a tremendous storefront, uh, you know, an, an awesome building that has merchandise, just phenomenal check-ins, guest services and experience. Um, and it's just a, an amazing venue to be part of. I think to learn from their entire staff and from their entire team who put together a curriculum that is literally A to Z of what this business is, my um, comments for people who are coming, we're, we're completely, we're overmaxed. Uh, we can't even mm-hmm. take on any more people that are training this, this, this month because we're, we're over capacity. Um, wow. But my, my statement is, by the time you leave, you're going to be starting this business and your operation with our back-end support, not as though it's day one, year one, but like it's day one, year three. And that's what I really yeah. feel how much effort you know, 10 years of experience and then working with, you know, the largest party bank operation in the world and their staff and their team, there's a lot of information that we can transfer. 
That's terrific. I imagine social media plays a very big part in, you know, your business model as well. What I mean is, you know, a lot of people taking pictures and then posting them on Facebook, Shane. I, I imagine social media is, is, is a wonderful tool for you guys as well, isn't it? Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I did national recently, um, and we, you know, we took a, a whole new group out. I uh, did kind of like almost like a little mini discovery day, and we took them out to show them kind of Nashville. And when you're on uh, the the pops and rolling, you know, down Broadway and, and through the streets of Nashville, you almost get this like celebrity feeling. Not only is everyone yeah. on the bike, you know, have their phones out and taking pictures and Snapchatting and sending out tweets and you know posting things to Instagram like crazy. But everybody on the street is like, the, you know, jaws are dropping. What on earth is that? Right. And they got their phones out. They're taking pictures. They're running up and high-fiving. So the amount of, you know, pound pedophiles that are out there, it, it's just awesome. And the more bikes we keep putting out on the roads and the more territories we keep opening up, you know, the more amazing interviews we get to do with, you know, syndicates like, like what you guys have built, um, you know, it, it just really spreads the word, makes this industry more mainstream. And then, of course, the social just, just picks it up like crazy. It's a, it's a it's a moving billboard too, isn't it, Shane? That's what I was thinking. You know, some for all the people on the street. I mean, it's a moving billboard, isn't it? I mean, it's just like you know, you know, thousands of people every single day because you're in those a lot of times high traffic areas. You know, and and it's it's really it's a moving billboard. You know, so I just so all the wonderful opportunities, you know, of of your business model. What's what's a uh, if there is anyway a, a typical day like for a pedal pub franchisee, Shane? Sure, and again, just a, that, that's another great question. So depending on which markets we look at, obviously, mm-hmm. the, you know, the weekends, the kind of Thursday through Sunday are really going to be the high traffic areas. That's where, right. you know, you've got tours coming in, tours coming out, your bikes are full, you're maneuvering. So you're doing a lot of like the, the you know, the actual operations of the business during, you know, kind of those peak periods. Now, we've got a lot of programs that we're working on with Fortune 500 companies and all the different events that they do across the country to fill up kind of those Monday through Thursdays as well. Um, but typically, Monday through Thursday is the time that the operator is really beginning to and working with all the different businesses that are part of the city and part of kind of their routes and their part of their tour program. So really engaging with the various breweries and the distilleries, the restaurants. This is when you're really interacting with your you know, local visitor bureaus, your convention bureaus. You're figuring out what tours and what events are coming into town. You're beginning to plan all the things, you know, you might have a, a great beer festival that's coming in town in a couple of months and you want to have the bike presented there at the beer festival. So you're really planning right. out all these events it becomes so promotional and it's like, you know, the, the entertainment industry, you know, like the, the, the craft beer owners and uh, you know, the, the festival owners, those are the people that we need to interact with on a daily basis. And these people are promoting fun. They're promoting experience. And I think that's why I said that, you know, the leading thing in a candidate is, you know, enjoying that part of, of, of the experience side of things, because that's who you're interacting with and dealing with every single day. You know, right. you're interacting with people who, who built their businesses off of, you know, the experience and they built their uh, business off of, you know, the culture of the city. And that's what we're interacting with. And so to really tie in and to really build those relationships is the, probably the most important thing you can do even mm. before the day that you launch your first tour. So, so what's next for Pedal Pub then, Shane? I mean, if you know, looking into uh, a crystal ball. Sure, there's a there's actually a, a lot of things. Um, we went through a, a full major rebrand. Uh, that whole rebrand obviously comes with you know uh, deploying all kinds of new uh, materials from an online and digital standpoint. So that entire initiative is underway. Uh, we've locked in a ton of new, just tremendous vendors that you know we've been able to pull together based on economies of scale. Uh, deals and relationships that you know 
it is absolutely impossible for an independent still to go out and try to cut the same deals with a lot of the manufacturers and vendors that we put together. So that's what we've been really, really working on is putting those things together. Um, mm-hmm. As we begin looking forward, you know, and we begin adding more and more and more locations, it really becomes making this experience more mainstream. And so that, right. you know, if I look into a crystal ball, that is what this really becomes. Not that this thing is so mainstream or so institutionalized that, you know, you go to, uh, you know, California and you go to uh, Minnesota and, you know, everything's exactly the same. Because right, every city right. is going to have its own unique that's flair, true. its own unique thing. That's the, that's the beauty of, of, of the tourism and the experiential side of it. Yeah. But the experience from how you check in to when you exit that bike and, you know, how you're communicating with afterwards, that experience should feel the same for the customer. So now you've got this customer who experienced it in California and then can go to Philadelphia and experience it, can go to Boston or can go to Nashville. Their experience should feel the same, but what they took from it based on the city culture, the part that should be unique. That's the biggest thing that we're working on. Yeah, that makes you you make quite a point. And because a lot of times we do talk about, you know, like I mean, we'll use like McDonald's as an example, saying, you know, whether you go to a McDonald's in Portland, Oregon or Portland, Maine, you know, it's it's the same experience. But with yours, the experience is the same, but it's different at the same time, isn't it? Which is really the beauty, you know, of franchising this type of model. It really is very clever, isn't it? Uh, I, I don't know if you can tell, but, you know, the, the excitement and the energy, um, you know, yeah. my voice, is, it, it's, it, it's this thing in this, in this movement, in this, in this company, um, it's not hard in the mornings to jump out of bed. It's not hard to, you know, completely lose myself, uh, you know, seven o'clock, eight o'clock at night. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm still going. And it's, it, it's like yeah. a, a lose track of time kind of thing because of, of what's being built and, and the excitement behind it. And it's, and it, you know, energy and excitement is, is very contagious. And mm-hmm. with all the people that I work with and all the new people that we engage with, um, it's like it's just a new shot of energy like every single time. I've, I've been on, you know, three different conference calls this morning, and each conference call that I've been on is with, you know, either brand-new franchisees coming on or new potential that we're working on. And the amount of energy they're throwing my way just keeps – just it, you know, fires me up even, even more. It's it's a fun business as as you're you're describing it, Shane. You know, I mean, we have a lot of different types of franchises on our show. You know, we'll have transmission franchises and carpet cleaning franchises, but this is you know is is different in, in the sense that you know you really do get to provide a fun experience for your customers, and I imagine you know your franchisees feel the same way. And you know, to to, to get to be part of that, I think is 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 a wonderful experience. What what's the best way for our listeners, Shane, that we they can get more um, information on, on Pedal Pub? I mean. You know, as like as far as the service goes, and, and even the franchise, of course, itself. Are there any websites that you would like them to go to to check it out? Of, of course, uh, pedalpubpartybikes.com. So pedalpubpartybikes.com is more of the um, opportunity site. There, there are some things that will be changing uh, going forward, but that site will be able to get them to all the details and information about franchising, and then we'll ultimately get them in contact. Uh, you know, backed up with uh, myself and, and our development team. That's fantastic. Well, I love this concept, and I'm glad I finally got to have you on the show because I've been studying the model for a the week now, you know, and I said this is really clever, and it, it's interesting for me to be able to interview someone like yourself that has such passion in the business model. You know, I can hear it, as you said, in your voice, you know, and I, I think it's exciting, and I'd already like to invite you back as Pedal Pub continues to grow because I, I think it's, it's going to be an interesting future for you guys. Oh, that'd be great. And listen, I, I absolutely appreciate, uh, you know, bringing us on and I, and thank you for, for sharing the enthusiasm, uh, you know, about what we're doing. 
has been my pleasure, Shane. And we'll be right back with more franchise interviews. Coming up on segment two, you're going to hear what every franchisepreneur needs to know before buying a franchise. We're going to play a clip from our popular Great Quotes in Franchising podcast right here on Franchise Interviews. Are you one of those special people who are willing to go after your dreams and goals? Are you ready to fulfill that dream of owning your own business with the security of a proven brand, the opportunity to take control of your future, and own a Rita's Italian Ice franchise is within your reach. Rita's is seeking success-oriented individuals who are ready to make a change in their life, and Rita's offers unparalleled training and support to assure your success. And did you know the frozen treat industry is a recession-proof industry and there are Rita's in 23 states currently with 540 stores open. Rita's Italian Ice has been around for 25 years and is listed as a top-performing franchise by the Wall Street Journal. Now here's the really good part. Rita's Italian Ice is a unique and amazing taste treat. It's smoother than a snow cone and it combines ice with real fresh fruit. The real fruit adds dramatically to the taste and it comes in over 40 flavors. The ice and fruit are mixed on site and made fresh daily and it is delicious. You'll want to know more about this exciting and successful franchise opportunity. Go to www.ownaritas.com and get all your questions answered. That's www.ownaritas.com to take control of your dreams and future today. You don't want to wait any longer to be a part of this adventure. www.ownaritas.com Franchisers, are you looking to reach aspiring entrepreneurs looking to buy a franchise? Are you looking to reach a highly educated audience on franchising? For over eight years, Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship through our website, FranchiseInterviews.com, where you can hear and read interviews as well as get tips from some of the most successful sources in franchising. Our weekly franchise radio show where each week you get to hear a new interview with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts and attorneys, and our podcast, Great Quotes in Franchising. For more information, go to FranchiseInterviews.com or call us at 610-905-2919. That's 610-905-2919. Hi, everyone. This is Marty McDermott, the president of Franchise Interviews, and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising, where each podcast you get to hear a great quote in franchising. Well, one of the shows I strongly recommend listening to if you're an aspiring entrepreneur is Stop Riding the Pine. And the show is hosted by Jamie J. And Jamie is an amazing interviewer. He speaks with entrepreneurs on a variety of topics. And I had the pleasure of appearing on Stop Riding the Pine. And one of the topics that Jamie and I was were focusing on were key elements to successful franchising. So this particular clip of Great Quote and Franchising, we're going to call this There's No Creativity in Franchising, and we're going to explain why. What do I want this franchise to do for me? You know, um, why are you considering getting into franchising? Because, you know, a lot of times 
people that get into franchising, Jamie, I think probably should not get into franchising. They'll go into it for the wrong reason. Well, they'll see the success of one franchise and they'll say, God, I wish I owned one of these. But right. that doesn't mean that they should necessarily buy into a Dunkin' Donuts franchise. And sometimes they go into the wrong franchise opportunity. So they might be suited for a franchise, but they're getting into the wrong franchise, you know? Um, so I, I think you really have to be um, you really have to be open, you mm-hmm. know, to um, uh, to all the different categories that are out there. Um, again, going deep within yourself and asking yourself, what do I want this franchise to do for me? If you don't want to work on weekends, you know, then um, you know don't get into you know uh, one of these like children franchises where they're real busy on Saturdays or Sundays, you know. So you have to say, you know, what do I want it to do for me, you know? And you ask yourself those deep um, those deep-rooted questions. Perfect, perfect. I think that's huge. It's it's very important for people to not jump into something. Absolutely, because it's expensive too, Jamie. I mean, a lot of times, you know, you're signing a 10-year contract, you know, which mm-hmm. is um, uh, 10 years of your life. You know, you know, it's it's a long time, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's oh my gosh. Like, I won't compare it to the, the sanctity of marriage, you know, but right. <laughs> sometimes it, 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 it goes further than that, you know. I mean, having that, that 10-year commitment, you know, so it is a very big commitment um, financially. It's a big commitment. Um, I think you have to have the support from your family, you know, whether it's, it's, it's your wife and your children, because the first year, typically from what I've learned in doing this show such a long time now, is um, it, it takes a long time to, to, to get it off the ground, even if it is a Subway franchise or, you know, a very recognizable brand name, you're still going to be putting a lot of work into it, you know, so you might be missing that time from your family. And, and, you know, um, sometimes people get into franchising for the wrong reasons as well. Maybe they'll have a bad day at work, you know, and they say, oh, I hate my boss, you know, I'm out of here. (laughs) I want to be my own boss, you know, and, you know, again, franchising may not be the best alternative for that type of person. You know, there's so many different types of of levels of of entrepreneurship. You know, franchising is just one. I mean, you could just initially start your own business where you get to be the creator. You know, there's no, I hate to say this, but there's no creativity in franchising sometimes. You know, I mean, you have to follow somebody else's creation and that's okay for some people. You know, for me, it it wouldn't be, you know, and and I'm assuming in, in getting to know you over time, you know, you might have trouble with that as well, because again, you like to create. You know, I, I I couldn't get outside of the outside of the structure, but I understand why that would be a good thing because exactly okay, they've been there, they've done that. You won't make the same mistakes that that the original franchisor made because they found the solutions along the way, and that's part of the attraction for franchise. exactly exactly. I just I published. Um, it sounds like I'm bragging, Jamie, but I just got one of uh, a paper published in. Uh, you deserve it. A journal. <laughs> If you'd like to hear that whole interview with Jamie J of Stop Riding the Pine, all you have to do is go to StopWritingThePine.com and you can hear the whole podcast. And lastly, we just want to thank everyone for making this podcast such a big success. We've, it's hard to imagine that we've been doing it now 10 years ago. It was one of the things I was talking about with Jamie on the show is the longevity of the show. Is you know What started out to be a, a one-month project turned out to be 10 years. So I just want to thank everyone for... Um, listening to the podcast and and, and making it such a success. So thanks, everyone. We'll see you again soon with another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising from Franchise Interviews. Take care, everyone. Franchise Interviews from Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. 
You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.